It is so good to be here. Uh, Corey said um, a lot of things which are true. I'm just not sure about the smart part. That's, uh, that's the only part I'm not sure about. Um, I really, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, it is such a great uh, honor and privilege. I have been so much welcomed uh, here. Uh, my name is John Samvura. I am from uh, Rwanda, and uh, when, um, when Cody spoke of East Africa, you're talking of um, the Congo DRC, you're talking of Rwanda, you're talking of Uganda, Tanzania, Kenya, and Burundi uh, in, um, uh, on, the equitous, uh, on the equitous side of, uh, of Africa. So I am so happy to be uh, with you uh, this morning. And... Um, one of the things that I saw uh, here is a lot of uh, things, options. Wherever I go, you guys have a lot of choices and decisions to make. From where I come from, if you say cheese, we only know it's one. We know how the shape, we know how it is. It is one. You know, if you want to go buy a book, we know it is one kind of a book. Everybody in the same class has the same kind of books. And, um, you know, it made me look at uh, life is about making decisions. We make decisions. And as a church of Christ, we live by making different kind of decisions. So I want, to, I want us to uh, turn to our Bibles and go to uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, verses that I love in Proverbs, full of wisdom. Proverbs uh, chapter 3. Nine. Um, I read. Uh, I actually want to read uh, from. Let me let me read all the way to verse ten. It says, uh, "I'm reading from ESV. ESV. So that's that's my version. You can read in your in whatever version you have. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length, days, and years of life, and peace they will add to you." Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Be no wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will, it, will, it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Father, I want to thank you. Thank you that we get uh, the opportunity to be your sons, to be the light, to be the salt in this current world a world that is so full of themselves, a world that is uh, lying to us that we can be our own God and that we can listen to ourselves. But Lord, thank you that we got your word, that we can turn to, that we can listen to you. Lord, I pray that um, you guide us through this time and let your word speak to our hearts. We, with open hearts, we want to listen to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, you know, um, 
I want to say today that um, a Bible-believing community is a generous community. When the people of God choose to obey the word and honor God with every aspect of their lives, then fulfillment of the Great Commission becomes possible. Uh, I am here. I have had so many good stories of you and your faithful walk with the Lord through the time I was with my uh, friend Corey. He loves this church so dearly. And I love our church, and I love this church. Hearing the stories of how God has walked with you through over the years is such a great, brings such a great joy to me. And that means you have made you know, choices in this current world that are different, that makes us different, and that makes um, the gospel to move. And uh, it is such a great privilege for me uh, to be here and to share uh, God's word with us today. Um, there's some uh, choices and decisions that the church of God um, has made, and I want us to just go through them that I believe you are making, you have made over the years, but it's good to always get back to the Word of God and um, be reminded of these decisions that we, as a people of God, have to make every day. And uh, one, I want to just begin with one, uh, one that I want to I believe this is a decision that you make every day, and I want to encourage us to continue to make, is make a decision to honor God with everything, including, including your money, no matter what. You know, uh, the gospel fuels uh, biblical generosity. Generosity is a byproduct of a life fully transformed by the renewal of the mind, by the gospel. You know, even uh, during the pandemic, the church of God remained so faithful. I want to thank you for making that the decision. When we, during pandemic, we also have neighbors in Congo, and we had a volcanic eruption. And that volcanic eruption brought so many refugees our way. And, you know, we had uh, earthquakes, and we were not sure what is happening, and our homes almost were falling apart, because, you know, there's no physical border between the city where I live, Gisenyi and Goma. See, just 15, my wife works in Goma, so she drives 20 minutes, and she's in another country. Then 20 minutes, she's back. And so all these people came. And you know what? This church is one among many churches that, you know, some of you, many of you contributed to help us take care of the physical needs during that pandemic. And I believe that's because people in here have made a decision to honor God with everything, including their money, no matter what. And, you know, very many people in our, in our church, we opened our homes. People, I had... Uh, I didn't want to talk about this, but, you know, I, like, I had about 80 people in my own home. Corey knows um, the size of my compound. He, he, he was forced to live there by, by COVID, and he survived. So we had, we had, we had 80 people in our home. 
people opened their homes. People wanted to, you know, have people sleep, like, everywhere. Like, people were sleeping on the living room, on the corridor, everywhere, everywhere. And um, because, you know, we... Uh, and, you know, that time, it wasn't easy even for you because this, there was... There was a pandemic here as well, so people are not working, people are not sure. But because you chose to honor God with everything, including money, no matter what, no matter how it is, no matter the, the, the situation, the economic uncertainty, the people, the church is working. The church is moving. The church in Rwanda, in the church around the world, all chose to honor God and God, there's a lot of people were served. We had hundreds of people hosted, over 2,000 people hosted within the families of just our church. And we had, you know, we had, um, and we had um, multiple opportunities to share the gospel. And, you know, sometimes God does things the way. And after that, we have planted a church in Congo as that is, and we go there, oh, yeah, we know, yeah, we know some, you know, some of you, you, you will stay, some we don't even know, you know, because you are hosting people, you don't even, like, you're busy trying to see how are they going to sleep, how are they going to eat, you don't even take time to know all of them, but God is using all that because we, the people of God, choose to honor God with everything, including our money, no matter what. It doesn't matter where which part of the world you are. It always be very hard. You know, it is hard. It is hard here, but I bet it is hard even on the other side. Maybe much harder a little bit, but the people of God choose to honor God. Another choice is, you know, that actually makes that happen, that actually makes uh, the people of God, the church of God make a difference is to accept the fact that money and other resources comes to us from God. You know, I, I, once, because you know, we live in a culture, in, maybe I don't know about here, but where we are, the culture is telling you it's all about you. You can listen to yourself. All the answers are within you. All you have is because you've worked for it. And you don't even ask yourself, how did you even, even end up getting a job anyway? How did you even end up finding yourself in Miami? And I find myself in where there's the, the neighbor is the volcano, there's war all the time. How did you apply? Like, did you apply? Did you, like, you know, knowing, accepting the fact that money and other resources that we have comes from, to us from God. You know, um, I remember verse, First Chronicles 29, 10. You don't need to go there. I read um, for us. It says, Therefore David blessed the Lord in the presence of all assembly. And David says, Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and power and the glory and victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. 
both riches and honor comes from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand it's to make great and to give strength to all. And now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. You know, we acknowledge that our resources, our wealth, everything comes from God. You know, once you get that, it actually changes the perspective. Maybe from where you are, because we have to actually hang on that to survive. You know, we have to hang on that truth, especially the Christians. That's why, you, you know, we are, in our church we're dancing, we're singing, we, you know, because that joy can only come when with less resources but full of joy and mutual sharing because we must be reminded of the fact that we have to accept that money and other resources comes to us uh, from God. You know, um, you know um, I, if, you, if you are walking like where I, I live, and it rains, you know, you just run to the nearest house, and they will just get you in. You don't need to know anybody because as a community, you know the house is not your house, so, if, you know, you can accept people in because it's not your house. I happen to be among, you know, among the people that have a vehicle. So, but my car is not my car. It is the community's car. And um, I don't know, maybe, you know, Corey was there, will, be, will seem like, oh, somebody wants to get a baby. You run to the next, you know, where there is the nearest car. It doesn't need to be your car. You don't need to know them because if they know they are Christian, they know they, know they will get their car and take you to the hospital because it's not their car anyway. It is God's car that he has put into our possession to steward for his people. You know, and, 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 and in the middle of the night, I know sometimes God will be like, why do our people come? Like, yeah, because we got to share what we have. The people during, um, you know, when we, when, when we were getting all these people and people are opening homes, many didn't have even enough food. They would be like, hey, the elder kids, you eat once in the evening, the smaller kids, and then they take in 10 more because they had to sacrifice for the people who were running away. Why? Because they know even the fact that they have that food uh, that day, it is God's food and needs to be shared. And, and you know, this, uh, this is the same thing that I remind myself, I remind our church, and I wanted us to, rem- you know, to remember this together here as well. Because I know here it's also, it's also tough. It is you, everything you have to pay for. Life is expensive here, but whatever we have, it is coming from God. And... Um, the third choice, a decision, is look at, um, you know, choose to use your money for kingdom purposes. Choose to use your money for kingdom purposes. I think this is true where I come from, and I think it is true here as well. 
because, you know, Cody gave me a, a ride uh, yesterday. How beautiful beaches and, um, you know, people partying. It, it, is, it, is, it is the same everywhere. There will be always things that are competing to get the money that we get with her. It doesn't matter how much. It doesn't matter how little. The same, the same things will always be there. And, I've, and I remind myself all the time, I remind our church, I remind my family, and I thought, let's remind ourselves this morning too, that we need to make that decision ahead of time to, that however money, God, you give me, no matter how, how small or a lot or whatever it is, I will always choose to use my money, actually God's money, for kingdom purposes. Um, Ephesians 2.10 uh, says, We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And then Jesus tells a parable in Luke 19.11 or to 27 to just make that point. It's the parable of the nobleman who just before he left on a long journey gave his servants each a sum of money and told them to engage in business until he comes. Those who used his money to make more were commended and rewarded. Those who didn't were reprimanded and received no blessing. But the point is, you need to use your money for God's purposes while you still have life and breath. And the issue, as I say, is not about how much, but how do you use it? You know, one of the servants, as you know, the story decided, let me hide my money under the mattress, you know. You know, uh, we like to hold on, on money many times. Maybe where I come from, I don't know about here. I've only been here uh, since uh, Friday night and I'm flying uh, tonight. You know, it's a very, going to be 16 hours to Istanbul and then back to Kigali. So, um, but... It's not about how much, but how, how do you use it? Um, there's, um, there's an old lady that in our church, she doesn't have much. She is among the people that we help. You know, for our church, since we began, we, we will be... We have, um, we're, not a, we're not a big church. We planted, uh, we're going to be celebrating our fifth anniversary on July the, se- the 2nd. And by God's grace, God has been doing great things. God has uh, enabled us to plant uh, three churches out of that one church. And I, was, I look at the generosity of our people and giving regardless of what. And then one lady come, keeps on coming in mind. We decided that over Christmas we raise money, all the money we get on Christmas and we bring food stuff. We have decided since the very first time that we give that to celebrate and share. And so these already whom we help that she keeps like she comes to give and we like we, you know, many of us will get the tendency of like, no, you know, you should not. And she keeps on telling, you know, Pastor, I have to be part 
of what God is doing. You know, tears just come. It doesn't matter how much we have, but how are we, are we actually thinking that we are part? God wants to use, God wants us to be part of what he is doing. And you know, I, the fact that you guys have been here, are here, is because you are deciding that. I just wanted us to remind ourselves because this is very important. As we live in this current world where decisions, you know, we have to make decisions, but these are also key decisions that we have to make as Christians. Um, I want to end with um, um, this decision that I think is very key. And, um, and I have seen how, and I believe that this, this kind of principle is uh, what God intended for, as a pattern for provision to, for his church throughout the century. And, and here it is. Give first and consistently. Give first and consistently. You know? Um, let, let me just read a few verses and then I'll just say, you know, why I believe this is really key and very important and I believe the fact that you, a church, has survived for uh, all these many years is because a faithful people of God are honoring God by giving first and consistently. And that same pattern of God's provision to his church is through the generosity of his people to give, you know, to give first and consistently. You know, um, um, uh, the Bible says, Proverbs 3, 9, that one, the verse that we, we read, verse 9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. And um, maybe look at Moses' uh, day, Exodus 23, 19 says, The best of the first fruits of your ground you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. You know, so many times, Scriptures talk of, you know, fast fruits, fast fruit. Second Chronicles 31, 5, as soon as the command was spread abroad and the people of Israel gave in abundance of the first fruits of the grain, wine, oil, honey, and all of the produce of the field. And they brought in abundantly the tithe of everything. You look back in Nehemiah's day, after the Israelites had returned from captivity, and they're rebuilding the temple and so forth and reestablished worship. They said, you, when you get to Nehemiah 10, 35, 39, we obligate ourselves to bring the first fruits of our ground and the first fruits of all fruit of every tree, ear by ear, to the house of the Lord. We will not neglect the house of our God. So giving first has been one of the ways to honor God since the beginning of all time. And I believe it still is. It still is. You know, it, this verse is really, um, because I, um, our church is in, um, in, a, in a poor community, Corinos, you, you know, the road together, you drive through a bumpy roads, you know, I, uh, while interacting with people, uh, they said, some of them in, were saying, oh, we have, some, we have bad roads in America. I'm like, you don't know what bad roads are. You should come 
to my church. You, you should come to her live, you know. So it's in the middle of nowhere, and man, most people depend on, you know, farming. And, uh, and actually, we get people to bring tithes as fruit, you know, as the produce of the farm. It doesn't matter whether, whether the season, and seasons have been changing. I don't know whether about here, but, you know, and uh, crops have not been doing well many times, but people of God have faithfully decided to give first. Because, you know, I think God is, how many of us actually believe that God is much smarter than all of us? You know, sometimes we like to, you know, to kind of outsmart God, you know. You know, you know I kind of, I, I like to read, I'm like, I think maybe I should maybe spend, spend, in case there's something that remains, maybe I should come and give. And God is smarter than all of us, and he wrote this, you know, this, and says, no, you should give first. I mean, just, we don't give to receive. We don't give to receive. We give as a worship because we have received everything through Christ. You know, we are not giving. We're not, we have a lot of prosperity gospel in Africa, you know, which is, which is why I love what I'm doing. Planting churches that are Christ-centered, that are Bible-believing, Bible-preaching. You know, we don't give out of guilt. We don't give because we are trading with God. We give because we have everything in God. And everything that we have comes from him. And we are his stewards. So we give as a sign of worship to him because he owns everything and he owns us. But it has to be. We have to give consistently and first of all. So that's God's pattern to provide for his church is mainly through the generosity of God's people who give first generously and consistently. We had uh, one and a half years our church was closed because of COVID. And when it got closed, our, you know, government had put new regulations. Like you have to fix your buildings, you have to do this before they allow you to get in. I'll be on my knees praying and asking God, why did you let me plant a church at this time? How are we going to reopen again? You know what? God's people chose to honor God no matter what, no matter the pandemic. We had a volcan- volcano there. We had uh, refugees. People were not sure if they're going to get their next meal. People were praying the Lord, give us this day our daily bread, and they literally mean it. And most of my people pray that literally not knowing what they will eat. But they have chosen, even during that pandemic, to honor God, to give generously, first and consistently. So many people will be like, some people will come, they, you, oh, pastor, you know, we, we need to give, we need we have a family that needs some food. How do you have food? Oh, somebody came to visit me and they brought me 10 kilograms of, uh, of beans and I want to give two 
to somebody that is needy. And people of God continue to give fast as they receive. Give fast and consistently. And that has made our church to stand and to reopen and to fix what we needed to fix and to be the voice and the hand of Christ in our community through the generous, fast fruit giving consistency of the people of God. And um, church, you know, as, as we talk about this, I want us to be reminded that it's, this is not the Old Testament commandment you give. You, you know, this is worship. This is, you know, God is calling us to be part of what he's doing. Right here, Alpine Vista, as you are and around the globe, as you did during the volcanic eruption, as you did by releasing Corey to come and serve us and, you know, and, and lead us and help and train and coach. May God continue to bless the faithfulness, the generosity of his people as we choose to honor him with every aspect of our lives. Let us pray. Father, we, we thank you. We thank you that you have us and that we are a people of hope. That even during hard times, you have promised your presence, your manifest presence with us. And that's why we make decisions to honor you and to obey your word, to be generous with whatever you give to us, not out of obligation, but out of worship, because you have given us everything through your son, Jesus Christ. We worship you, and we give you all the praise you deserve. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.